In this passage, part 3, I will continue the process I used in part 2, which is to restate those terrible conditions that come upon the world in the last days. These are conditions that are likely to cause God's people's final exodus and eventual regathering in their holy land. And for each pre-exodus condition, I will then show how God removes that condition and instead provides glorious restoration for His people during Jesus' millennial kingdom reign. Worldwide conditions that I will address are from the list below, first given in part 2 of this series. This list includes many of those conditions from which God's people suffer, or are strongly impacted by, in the last days. 1. Accusation slash slander. 2. Bad shepherds. 3. Broken spirit slash shame. 4. Captivity slash oppression. 5. A corrupt antichrist global system. 6. False idols. 7. Famine. 8. Isolation slash abandonment slash betrayal. 9. Physical danger. 10. Plundering slash pillaging. 11. Ravaged slash desecrated homelands. 12. Roaming slash wandering. 13. Spiritual famine. I will address conditions, 7 to 13, above in this current passage. Conditions, 1 to 6, were addressed in my prior passage part 2. 7a. Famine. The ravages of global famine will come in the last days and will affect God's people who we know are likely either oppressed or wandering. Famine is just one facet of God's judgments upon the world. We know the rider on the black horse in the book of Revelation represents the opening of the third seal, at which time food becomes scarce and likely exorbitantly expensive. In Jerusalem and Israel, God's people will have to flee from the famine, plague and the sword during this time as a result of God's punishment on them for their own detestable practices. This is a time when God says He will not take pity nor spare them. One third at this time will die of the plague or perish by famine, easy. 511. 7b. Famine, Millennial Kingdom Antidote. In a stark contrast to the scenario above, God's surviving remnant people who will be spared are never hungry again in His heavenly millennial kingdom. Well aware that lack of food became such a challenge to so many in the last days, God promises plentiful grain and fruit on trees in His kingdom. This will be a time of abundance, and God says, you will have plenty to eat, until you are full. Joel 2:26. This is shown in the following scriptures. I will increase the fruit of the trees and the crops of the field, so that you will no longer suffer disgrace among the nations because of famine. Easy. 36:30. The seed will grow well, the vine will yield its fruit, the ground will produce its crops, and the heavens will drop their dew. I will give all these things as an inheritance to the remnant of this people. Zechariah 8:12. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the pastures in the wilderness are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit, the fig tree and the vine yield their riches, the threshing floors will be filled with grain, the vats will overflow with new wine and oil. Joel 2 24. 8a. Isolation slash abandonment slash betrayal. Recall the story of the daughter of Zion as a picture of what will also happen to many other of God's people in the last days. She is abandoned by many of those she claimed as friends and allies. Her story symbolically shows how Israel as a nation is abandoned, and also how the house of Israel that is around her scatters, abandons and betrays their one true God. She is a kingdom queen and mother figure to the house of Israel amidst persecution who is left barren and isolated in the last days. 8b. Isolation slash abandonment slash betrayal, Millennial Kingdom Antidote. As a continuing picture of what happens with the house of Israel itself, the daughter of Zion is restored with family in the heavenly millennial kingdom. Hers is a royal family. 
Meanwhile, the remnant of the house of Israel that is regathered unites with God's inheritance and their neighbors once again. God's people become one community. God says from here that they will increase and be fruitful. None of these will be missing, not one will lack her mate. For it is his mouth that has given the order, and his spirit will gather them together. He allots their portions, his hand distributes them by measure. They will possess it forever and dwell there from generation to generation. His. 34 16-17. And it shall come to pass, after that I have plucked them out I will return, and have compassion on them, and will bring them again, every man to his heritage, and every man to his land. Jeremiah 12 15. In that day each of you will invite your neighbor to sit under your vine and fig tree, declares the Lord Almighty. Zechariah 3 10. 9a. Physical danger. Days during the tribulation period will turn exceedingly dark all over the world. We are told in Scripture that God's people especially are in danger in these last days. Babylon and Mystery Babylon will have the blood of the saints on their hands. We also see repeatedly how God's vine, i.e. inheritance, has been stripped and decimated due to an ancient, ongoing war by the Antichrist Chaldeans versus certain house of Jacob Judah bloodlines. Ultimately, in the last days, Scripture says God's people have to escape the sword. They will flee out of their countries with cries of fear and terror. 9b. Physical Danger, Millennial Kingdom Antidote The last day's regathering is in many ways a rescue effort by God to save a remnant of His people. He saves His people from the hands of the wicked and from the grasp of the cruel, Jer 15:21. In several instances, God ensures His people through His ancient prophets that they will live in safety and will be secure in the land. He will make a covenant of peace with them when they return to their land in a state of grief and trauma. Recall, from part 2, that even God's own land of Israel will need to be rid of wild beasts and that God will judge Israel's nearby neighbor enemies as well. God's people will finally have security. And it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow, and from thy fear, and from the hard bondage wherein thou wast made to serve. Is. 14-3. Behold, I will gather them out of all countries, whither I have driven them in mine anger, and in my fury, and in great wrath, and I will bring them again unto this place, and I will cause them to dwell safely. Jeremiah 32-37. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it, I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Jeremiah 33-6. 10a. Plundering-slash-pillaging. Hand-in-hand with their last day's oppression, captivity, and suffering, God's people will find that they have been plundered and pillaged by the Antichrist called the Imam. This will likely proceed, and possibly be a great contributing cause of, their last days wandering in Exodus. This will especially be the case if they have lost land and homes, which is a very likely scenario if they find themselves needing to flee their homes or their homelands in an emergency situation. God ultimately renders justice. God tells us in Scripture that those who plunder His people then in turn end up being plundered by their slaves whom they held captive, Zechariah 2 9. 10b. Plundering slash pillaging, Millennial Kingdom Antidote. After He judges their captors, God is going to restore His people's fortunes in the heavenly Millennial Kingdom. They will have their own land, homes, and provisions, along with restored faith and families. God says that He will, restore the fortunes of Jacob's tents, Jeremiah 30 18, and will give them all of the prosperity I, God, have promised them, Jeremiah 32 43. In fact, God says that His people will be in awe and will tremble when they see their abundant prosperity and the peace that God provides to them. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will bring my people Israel and Judah back from captivity and restore them to the land I gave their ancestors to possess, says the Lord. Jeremiah 33. This is what the Lord says, 
as I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will give them all the prosperity I have promised them. Once more fields will be bought in this land of which you say, it is a desolate waste, without people or animals, for it has been given into the hands of the Babylonians. Fields will be bought for silver, and deeds will be signed, sealed and witnessed. Jeremiah 32 42-44 But all who devour you will be devoured, all your enemies will go into exile. Those who plunder you will be plundered, all who make spoil of you will despoil. Jeremiah 30 16 Once again we seek how God's oppressed people ultimately become blessed. 11a. Ravaged-slash-desecrated homelands. In the last days, God's people will be regathered from among war-torn and desecrated lands all over the world. Even in God's holy land and neighboring countries, cities will lie in ruins. God's people will have departed from lands and societies all over the world where the social fabric was destroyed, where there was no sense of community, and where much strife and conflict existed. 11b. Ravaged-slash-desecrated homelands, Millennial Kingdom Antidote. Full restoration of God's people in their land upon their regathering will look as God originally intended it. Cities will be rebuilt. Peoples of both Judah and Israel will live together, farmers will tend their flocks, and God's people, will make gardens and eat their fruit. Communities will be filled with people, who we are told will be greatly multiplied, including those of old age and children alike. This is what the Lord Almighty says, once again men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each of them with cane in hand because of their age. The city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. Zechariah 8 4-5 The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will plant the kingdoms of Israel and Judah with the offspring of people and of animals. Jeremiah 31 27 Their children will be as in days of old, and their community will be established before me, I will punish all who oppress them. Jeremiah 30 20 As shown above, God's people will again live in a civilized land with restored communities. 12a roaming-slash-wandering. God's people, away from their homelands, including those who will be in exodus from the current-day country of Israel, will find themselves wandering and persecuted in the last days. They will be lost sheep, both literally and spiritually speaking. They will be left vulnerable and homeless as their Antichrist Chaldean rule societies crumble and their own country's peoples and leaders turn on them. They will be in search of a resting place, all the while likely recalling God's ancient, original instructions to His people about remaining in their holy land, obeying His commands, and not mingling or mixing with other people-slash-societies. Troubles in the last days will be a stark reminder of why God gave these instructions in the first place. 12b. Roaming-slash-wandering, Millennial Kingdom Antidote. A regathering for God's people in the Holy Land will be their final resting place. This land is commonly likened to a pasture for sheep, or a vineyard for fruit, sometimes symbolic for God's remnant people, which will be their permanent home they will be able to have land and houses as their inheritance. Interestingly, in several instances in Scripture, borders of the land are discussed, including by King David, who, like many other of God's people, envisioned finally feeling secure from those who might infiltrate, invade, pursue, harass, etc. In his word, God promises his people a new home as follows. I will tend them in a good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. Easy. 34-14. My eyes will watch over them for their good, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down, I will plant them and not uproot them. Jeremiah 24-6. They will live there in safety and will build houses and plant vineyards, they will live in safety when I inflict punishment on all their neighbors who malign them. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. Easy. 35-36.
28-26. God's people will never have to go through an exodus again. 13a. Spiritual Famine. In the last days when spiritual darkness comes over the world, and God hides His face, there will be a famine for hearing the words of God, m. 8-11. So many of God's people will have not known Him. Some will have even consciously turned their backs on Him and instead, will have worshipped false idols and been led astray by the Antichrist Chaldean world order and false religious system. God's people's own prophets and shepherds will also have gone astray, and Scripture says will not be able to provide answers or comfort in the last days. We are told that the idols speak deceitfully, diviners see visions that lie, they tell dreams that are false, they give comfort in vain. Therefore the people wander like sheep oppressed for lack of a shepherd, Zechariah 10 13b. Spiritual Famine, Millennial Kingdom Antidote. Once God's people are regathered in the Holy Land and the Millennial Kingdom is established, God repeats, they will be my people and I will be their God, x. Easy. 32-38. Scripture says that during this time God's Spirit will be poured out. He says, I will give them a heart to know me, for they will return to me with all of their heart, easy. 24-7. There will be no mistaking who the one true God is. Here, we are told they will serve the Lord their God, Jeremiah 39. Jesus Christ will be on His throne. I will give them singleness of heart and action, so that they will always fear me and that all will then go well for them and for their children after them. I will make an everlasting covenant with them, I will never stop doing good to them, and I will inspire them to fear me, so that they will never turn away from me. Jeremiah 32 39-40. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Jeremiah 31 33. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you, I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Easy 36 26. God's flock will be spiritually prepared by Him, and they will finally again have righteous shepherds as I described in Part 2. Tilda. In summary, in my last passage Part 2 that addressed God's people's regathering in their land and the Millennial Kingdom I summarized major themes about how God saves and frees His people from their persecution, and cleanses and sanctifies His people while giving them a new spirit to worship Him. In this concluding passage Part 3 of this series, these themes are found again, and there is one more strong theme. That is, related to God's provision for His faithful people, who go from ruin to abundant prosperity and full restoration. His provisions for them include a new home in their own land, a community with their own people, and abundant provisions including food, etc. Most importantly, Jesus Christ will reign and His people's faith and righteousness will be restored. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.